get some insights on the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Kevin Gordon's here, Senior Investment Research Manager, Charles Schwab. Thank you for being hey, here with Morning. us today. So, um, you know, we should take it off from Friday, mm -hmm. you know, better than expected jobs report. Yeah. I think the wage growth was a key part of that story, that inflation is um, still evident. And um, even Richard Fisher was saying today, just, you know, the, the mistake from the Fed would be to stop too early. It's so funny because I almost thought he was going to say the mistake from the Fed would be too much too fast to overdo it. And I, I was surprised when he said that. So I guess there's really like this fine line. Yeah, well, that's the balance that they're trying to strike too. the, the Fed officials themselves. I yeah. mean, Powell noted that last week in his speech at Brookings um, on Wednesday, which I think probably got a lot more weight, at least from the market's perspective, than the actual jobs report itself on Friday. But that is the concern, is overdoing it from here, because they've already tightened a significant yeah. amount. So the concern is over-tightening from here. But also, they don't want to repeat, and Powell's noted this many times, mistakes from the 60s or the 70s, where it was that stop-and-go policy, where you had inflation um, easily getting out of the bag when they eased. Um, and especially with wage growth still so strong, um, you know, average hourly earnings up 5.1% year-over-year as of November. That, in you know real terms, clearly still not as strong, but in nominal mm -hmm. terms, that's what drives inflation expectations and spending expectations, and that's not what the Fed wants to see. They don't want that kind of strength, especially when you look at the trend. So not just year over year, but if you take maybe a three-month look and annualize that, that growth rate has picked back up, and it's actually the strongest that it's been this year. So right. I think some of those signs are more worrisome for them. Obviously, we know that you know weekly pay growth has been coming down all year, but I still mm -hmm. don't think that you know with other wage metrics, whether it's the Employment Cost Index, or the Atlanta Fed's wage tracker. Right. None of those have come down enough to suggest for the Fed that they're, you know, there's Are an all clear. Are we thinking 50... 50, 50, 25. I mean, what do you think people are saying? I mean, well, uh, 50 for the next meeting, per right? the Wall Street Journal, 50 seems to be, and and Powell's remarks last week. I mean, 50 right. seems to be the the case for for December. After that, I mean, I think it really is a who knows scenario because we still have an inflation report next week, CPI coming out right, right before the Fed uh, press the press conference from Powell. It's the first day of their meeting. Um, we've got PPI later this week. We've got another jobs report in January to get through um, before you get to that decision after. So, you know, it's always going to be data dependent. Um, and, you know, now we're in a blackout period for the for the Fed. So hopefully we have a little bit more time to just digest this and see how the economic data is coming in. But some of it has still been really strong, evidenced by ISM services. The PMI this morning uh, was virtually right. stronger in every area where yeah. you don't want to see strength. Um, and that's sort of, you know, helped it at least spark some of the sell-off that we're seeing this morning. I see, I see. So now, we're, where are we finding value? I mean, I know you, you have some ideas on some value-oriented sectors, but what's really interesting, too, is that some people were noting the bull market of the Dow, yeah. right? After coming up 20% off the recent lows, yeah. and, you know, only one of the major averages is doing that. But there are those who are optimistic and really trying to focus on that. Um, but of course, there are still things that are overvalued. Um, yeah. Where do you find value? Well, it depends also how you define bull market. Is it 20% <laughs> yeah. from the lower? Is it getting back to the prior high and then accelerating from there? I tend to fall more and more in the latter camp. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's only been that index. But I do think, um, you know, some signals of leadership emerging within value-oriented parts mm -hmm. of the market versus mm. growth-oriented, which is right. what you had seen leading up to the pandemic, and that was basically carrying us for the past few years. Um, that's starting to reverse now. But the only thing that I'll sort of note is if we do have more downside to go for the market and the economy, I think that value leadership 
you know, in the present rally from October 12th from the recent low is a little bit more at risk, um, not just maybe because of a reversion trade, but those areas tend to get hit the hardest when you undergo more cyclical weakness in the right. economy. So just something to note, but longer term, it seems like trends are shifting more in favor of value or just the unloved parts of the market that were not loved, you know, prior to this, you know, episode past year, past two years. Sure. I mean, you can see that multiple ways. One of the ways in which, which Lizanne and I covered in our outlook last week, um, equal weight versus cap weight for something like the S&P. Equal mm. weight has been outperforming cap weight um, miraculously mm. over the past couple of years now. The ratio is back to basically where it was in 2019. So that's a signal from our perspective that you're getting more participation amongst the average stock, which well, is good. That, that is really interesting. Yeah. Um, where does the consumer stand? I know that we talked a lot about consumers uh, racking up debt yeah. on their credit cards at very high rates. Yeah. Um, mortgage rates are very high, so it's, it's tough for folks now to make the deals that they yeah. were making you know, prior yeah. years. Um, your thoughts on the consumer now? You know, this is where labor is really key because yeah. evidence by Friday, um, even though we still see a lot of cracks under the surface of the labor market, you know, there's still strong net positive payroll growth on a monthly basis, which is keeping income growth relatively strong, even in inflation adjusted terms if it's not as strong. But um, when you start to lose payrolls and really lose steam, that's where I see a lot more weakness for the economy because the savings rate has plunged to its lowest since yeah. 2005. We're still seeing a significant uptick in, in credit card usage on a year-over-year -year basis, not just in nominal dollar terms, but actual growth year-over-year. -year. Um, that, to me, is worrisome because if you lose that leg of strong payroll growth, then you really lose strength altogether for the consumer, um, especially because savings rates at the lower end, at the lower consumption and wealth and income end, have, have come down dramatically. Uh, so once you you know, lose that key input, then I think you have a lot more weakness for the broader economy. And you know what made me really worried too, to your point, buy now, pay later. Yeah. That is really up as well. 100%. And as people, it seems so great, and then when you have enough buy now, pay later, you're not even going to be able to pay later. Exactly. exactly. Um, and that's the problem. Yeah. It's great to see Good you. To Thank see you, you so much, always. Thanks. Kevin Gordon, Senior Investment Research Manager, Charles Schwab.